John Panos, John McGrath. How are you, John? I'm good, Tom. Very well. Good to be here. And uh, Troy, nice to be here. Hello. I always just feel this sense of security with Troy. I just feel like if anything happens, Troy's going to come to the rescue. <laughs> and we have, yeah, yeah Troy. Well, you I, know they call him the Tom Ford of Australia, don't you? Oh, I'll tell you what. He I looks, don't know he looks, the looks or his dress. He looks and he dresses like Tom Ford. Mate, you look the part. And I, mean, I know Tom, that. You, Tom, seriously, you, Tom Panos, you, you and I have got great heads for radio and podcasts, really. Correct. So we're, we're sitting here, thank God this is not a visual content. And yet, Troy's sitting here like a male model the Tom Ford of Australia, and, and no one gets to see him, which I'm very delighted because the law of contrast would say he'd make us look a lot worse than we already look. And, I, and I'm, beginning, I'm beginning to think that Troy Malcolm felt sorry for us. That's why he upgraded these these, these mics to think, if, you, if you're not going to look good, I'm going to make sure you guys sound really good. See, what the audience doesn't know, guys, is that I'm not really mic'd up. I'm like a third party here, so I've got no right of rebuttal. That's right. So, so yeah. there's evidence that this guy does exist. He's here. He's, he's, you've heard him. There was some talk at Eric that we were going to do a live one. I thought, no, 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 no. It's much better behind, behind, <laughs> behind the microphones for us anyway. You and me, Tom, much all, better. All right, John. Um, so I know I've just been informed that I'm getting my group certificate, mm-hmm. um, and I believe that... We're here in the uh, first uh, week, second week of July, um, and... New financial year. New financial year, John. People are getting group certificates. I think the group certificate is basically an x-ray document of your financial year 2014. It doesn't lie. It tells the truth. It's watched you go out and talk to people. It's watched you sit around, hang in the office pretending to be busy. It's watched you do everything for the last 12 months. And I think that there's two times in the year, John, that people have an opportunity to say, I'm going to you know, knock down this building or I'm going to renovate this building and I'm starting from fresh. Yeah. Uh, Jan 1, um, July, July 1. 1. Yeah, Tom, I, I was coaching one of my guys about six months ago. He just started with a business and I said, how would you rate your listing presentation? And he said, oh, good, good, actually, very good. I said, well, give me a rating, zero to 10. He said, eight. And I said, 10's world best, remember? He said, yeah, eight. And I said, it's not eight. And he said, why do you say? Because you just said before, numbers don't lie. And I said, I've just looked at your numbers. You did 20 sales last year. And I said, I'm not being critical. All I'm saying is if you genuinely had an eight out of 10 listing presentation, you would trip over more than 20 odd deals. You know, that's the, the top level. So you're right. You know, whatever is on your group certificate, or if you just know, if it hasn't arrived yet, whatever your GCI was, number of sales, that's actually the value you're taking to your community every week. So if you did 40 sales, it has nothing to do with competitors, marketplace, the office you work for, the brand you work under. It's actually got to do with the value that you are generating, the energy, the quality of your presentations, the amount of prospecting you did. That's all it is. And a lot of people get depressed when I say that because they like blaming other stuff. And I said, no, no, get depressed if you couldn't control it. The reality is you can control it, which is reason to rejoice. So if you want to go from 40 sales last year and we're now in FY15, if you want to 2X that to 80, it's all up to you, no one else. Your competitors don't have to change. You don't have to change anything anything other than what you do on a daily basis that creates 80 sales. So you need to move that 80 sale a year vibration. So John, you're saying it's fair. Whatever's happened so far it's real. is fair. You, that is what your community thought you brought to value in that suburb or suburbs that you service. Correct. 
And what you're saying is that if you want to improve your income and what appears on your group certificate in 2015, you've got to start looking at improving the value that you bring. And value is made up by a number of those things that you talked about. Your energy level, how great you present to people, um, how effective you are in having those conversations. So John, let's, you know. I'd love to just tell on that thing, because you use the word improve and I agree, because it's all about improvement and incremental can be valuable. But I'm just going back to something that, I think it was Chip said at ARIC, and he said, you know, sometimes you can't leap a chasm with two small leaps. You might want to get up now and say, you know, I did do 40 sales last year, and if I worked harder and smarter, I could do 50. But imagine if I shifted what I did and how I did it, and in fact, I changed some of my beliefs. I could maybe do 100. It's not too late to do two to two and a half times what you did last year. But you have to change some stuff. One of my favourite sayings, which I think I began on one of my slide presentations up there, was same equals same. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. So really good time to you know, question and grill the listeners on what have you changed this financial year that's different to last? Because if you're doing the same as last, guess what? You're going to get the same. Give or take 10%. Market conditions, a little bit more experience or whatever. If you want a 2x or 100%, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. But what are you going to do? So that's a really, I think it's a good topic for us today. Okay. John, let's um, get specific. Let's turn around and say improvement in a number of areas is going to improve your value, improve what you earn. Let's talk about uh, probably, let's make it five. If we narrow it down to five areas, that have the most impact in real estate. Um, and we're just gonna, I'm just gonna work off the stuff that you think, you're, that you coach your people and when you were selling, John. What would you say are five things that have the biggest correlation to your income? Look, I think it starts, Tommy, with clarity. So clarity on goals, yeah. clarity on process, clarity on your plan, clarity on your value add. So you've actually got to have a really good plan to start with and it's got to be so clear and you've got to revisit every day, maybe three times a day, to check that you're on track. So I think a lot of people I come across, even when I'm coaching and someone starts with our business and I say, what's your goal? They stare at me. Well, I want to do better. Uh, I'd like to write a lot more business. I said, well, that's not really a goal, that's a hope. Hope's not a great strategy. That's like walking into a restaurant and saying, I want food, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, pick off the menu of life and the menu of real estate. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to do, I want to do 50 sales. And I always challenge people to say, so what about 60? Oh, yeah, I could probably do that. Okay, well, let's make it 60. That's a better goal. And so for 60, how many listings you got to get? Well, a bit more than 60 because I probably won't sell everything because sometimes people change their mind. Great, 75. To get 75 listings, how many kitchen tables do you have to sit around during the year to get 75? Well, maybe 150 because we know that not every listing you're going to get and some people choose not to sell at all. So then, you know, all, so if it's 150 and you're going to take a few weeks off a year, it sounds to me like you've got to be in about three or four kitchens or lounge rooms per week to get to your goal and you need to have a certain strike rate. So I think, Tom, clarity is really important and, and something... John, I want to stop on that because I reckon that this is worth... This is the bit where someone shouldn't just listen and be a like you, the term you used, a spectator on, on Fox Sports. Mm. This is a bit here where you've got to say, do I know how many sales I've got to make for financial year 
coming up? Do I know how many listings I've got to get? Do I know how many listing presentations I've got to... Those three things are clear, tangible, specific. Three numbers that you could sit with someone and they ask you how you're going and you could say, well, I've got to go to 10 presentations a month that's going to give me six listings, it's going to give me five sales, and I'm going pretty good based on those numbers. You're on track or off track? Because everyone that's listening right now is only on track or off track. You know, There's no in-between. On track means I'm hitting my goals, I'm, I'm living my life according to my values, and I've got my plan and I'm rolling it out every day. So I think that would be one. The other thing, and, and I'll occasionally sort of talk back to the ARIC, and I looked at what Jordan talked about, it's energy. He said you've got to be as enthusiastic as hell. I don't know how and why, but energy attracts good things happening to you. So check your energy. I know, Tom, you know, you had a great 5am club and you're a fantastic commitment to the physiology and, and the health, um, as, you know, hopefully we all are. Um, Troy's close behind you and I'm close behind Troy. In yeah, but I mean, you, John... We, did you, you love it? I've got to say, Eric, did you hear when um, Pallia talked about 5am club? He said, oh, it was hysterical, he said... Um, he said, I heard Tom talk about the 5am club and he said, that sounded interesting to me. So he said, I thought I'd try it. And I told my wife, Lulu, and he said, so the next day I got up at five o'clock and I walked around the house, not much happening. He said, I wasn't sure what to do. I turned on the telly, no good show. So I went back to bed. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. So anyway, we're not, we don't all have to be up at five, but I love the 5am club. <laughs> no good shows on telly, so I went back to bed. I thought that was the classic. <laughs> So I think you know, energy is critical and there's emotional energy and emotional blockages, there's physical and physical blockages. you just got to work out what it is that is not having you at your energetic you know, top, best. Top three tips on energy, you reckon? If we had well, to... f- Physical is one. And that yeah. means you've got to have something that keeps you in reasonable shape, some level of exercise uh, and stretching preferably, and you've got to put good quality food into your body most of the time. Yeah. The garbage that some people consume, both drink and food, is like really just it's clogging people up. So the, they're the two things. And the third thing is, and Aaron Ralston talked about this. We didn't get to Aaron Ralston, but what a speech he gave to Red Aaron. That was, I think, in the 15 years, the best hour I've ever heard. And he talked about you've got to have the why. Why do you do this? And, and for people that are married with kids and so forth, it should be pretty straightforward. Is There's no, I would imagine, there's no greater motivation than protecting, looking after and inspiring your family and loved ones. That's kind of mm. at, right at the peak. And he told the story that when he was about to give up, he was down the canyon five days, yeah. no food, no nothing. He turned the camera on to, to give a video message to his loved ones, family and friends, a girlfriend, and he... And he was talking through it and he was just saying, this is the last time you're going to hear from me or see me. I just want to thank you for everything you've done in my entire life. And he said, in that moment, he shifted, he changed. He said, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to find a way to get out of here because he yeah. said, that was his why. He discovered his why. So I think when you discover your why and you live your life on purpose, there is just boundless energy that you're going to unlock. John, we know that when you've got a clear and big why the want and how show up. Correct. So I think that this is an ideal week to actually get clear on what, John, you talk about getting clarity. I reckon that taking, uh, don't feel guilty about leaving the office now and going sit somewhere quietly and work out, have you got a clear why? Because what we know is if you don't, 
that when the week starts setting in and you get a few knockbacks and you start talking to a few of the other agents and they're saying there's not a lot of stock and oh, the energy's eased off a little bit in the marketplace, that all of a sudden those things become bigger than your why, you get off track. Co correct. And so, Tom, I think, you know, you'd sit down and have a coffee now and by the end of the coffee you've actually written a goals list and then if you, every single day, look at it in the morning and the night, that's clarity. That's 100% clarity. So it's not an onerous, lengthy, laborious exercise. It's just like get it clear and then just keep refreshing yourself. And you can change it at any time. Yeah. So you've got to do that. So I think uh, clarity is key, energy is key. Next one is relationships and connections. People talk about databases and CRM and we, we agree all that's important, but it's a database is just an assembly of the people that you have built connections with. It's what you do with that group and the energy you give them and the care you have for them and the genuine connection. I mean, just sending someone a monthly email is not going to cut it for me. It's good. It's better than nothing, by the way. But picking up the phone on the anniversary or on their birthday, checking how their kids are, seeing how they are, talking through a recent sale, inviting them to an open for inspection you've got around the corner. Why? Just because they're a neighbour. Yeah. But Tom, why are you inviting me? I only bought six months ago. Yeah, I understand that. I'm not looking for a referral or, or you to sell your home. I just want you to have the opportunity to see what's happening in the neighbourhood. So don't always be looking for some monetary outcome, but just connect with relationship. The person with the most and most meaningful connections is going to win the marketplace sooner than later. So I think um, that would be another thing I'd upgrade. Um, <coughs> prospecting and listing, they might sound like, like easy ones, but... Most people haven't got prospecting right. If I look at what a great prospecting uh, activity list and plan is, most people I come across, so they share theirs with me, I'd give them a two out of 10. So, and they're, they're accordingly earning two out of 10. You know, they're doing 200 GCI, 250, 300. In a marketplace, they could be doing seven figures. So they've got to be upping. So I think you've got to have a real good quality um, prospecting plan, you've got to do it every day. Consistency is key in success. Sustainable long-term success, Tom, as you and I know, consistency. It's easy to have a good day, prospect, you're on your game, you arrive at work early, all that stuff, but try doing it for 20 or 30 years. Yeah. That's when you're really going to have some yeah. great success. Okay, John, I think some of the two things that uh, um, we can actually... I'm just thinking, your ideal week that yeah. you presented at Eric. Yeah. I've got that on my site, and good. I'm going to leave it there. And I'm also going to put on there, John, Matt LaHood gave me um, a self-audit that you produced yep. with him where people rank themselves on, I think it was 30 qualities. Yep. It's a look in the mirror, yep. take stock, and I think that this is a good time in the year to do um, both that exercise of taking stock and doing the ideal week. I'll have that um, sitting on my site. Um, I think that as we finish off here today, I want to wish all our listeners a really great financial year. Um, I think, John, that many people are going to hope that in 12 months' time, they did whatever they did, they started today. So they've got a great opportunity to make that decision. And 80% of winning is with beginning. Something great is about starting. When you start, it creates another set of actions to happen. So we're going to wish all our listeners to actually start. Good. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a good time. It's always a good time. There's triggers throughout the year, and I agree with you. Christmas and financial year are good ones, but you know you can find triggers anywhere you want. But it's just a matter of doing it. So we wish you well, and until next week, we'll uh, we'll talk to you then. I'll.
Pass back to you. Thank you. Thank you, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, and Tom Panos. Have a great week and have a great financial year.